0: Forgotten Flicks, episode 115. Brain Dead. 1990. Have you ever heard of Eunice Corporation? Eunice? That's my wife's name. No, this is a corporation. Maybe you did some mathematical work for them or something. I work with numbers, sure, but uh, I work for Conklin. Conklin Mattresses. I'm an accountant neat little rows and columns no equations equations are too messy you get a few numbers left over and
1: boom end of the world as we know it no i stick to accounts it's safer
0: safer are you familiar with the hippocratic oath doctors take it right but maybe everybody should at least do no harm I think that's a fine rule. We can't
1: all do good, but at least do no harm.
0: Welcome to my nightmare. Oh, sorry. Hi, I'm Joel, and we're just going to get right into it. I am joined at the hip, actually, by the one and only, the most beautifully hairy individual I've ever known, Jason.
1: Bring me the brains. <laughs>
0: J- J- Jason, we didn't cover that movie. No. No. And while there is no Renfield... In tonight's motion picture that we will be discussing, which is brain dead from 1990. There are, in fact, a lot of brains. So,
1: yeah, a whole wall of brains, as a matter of fact, at least momentarily. Uh, Yes. (laughs)
0: Until caps and clumsy fingers comes into the room and. Oopsie. Oopsie. That's a mess. I don't want to clean up. So anyway, Jason, how are
1: you? I'm doing. uh, I I don't know how I'm doing. I don't know if I need. Is that a bottle in front of me or is that a frontal lobotomy? I mean, <laughs> I got
0: you. I got you. What you're, um, what, what you're saying is this movie blew your
1: mind. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it totally blew my mind for many reasons, which I'll get into. But uh, um, this is one it's, it's towards the, I wouldn't say the end of our uh, area to cover because it's 1990. Um, and
0: it definitely had an, it had an eighties
1: vibe. It, it did. A late movies um, vibe, yeah. But it's one of the later ones we've we've covered, and I've never seen it. Um, and and we talked about doing it because specifically it stars two uh, two of our favorite actors yep. uh, for other movies, Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. And um, we we figured, gosh, that's two huge stars, especially for some of the 80s stuff that we love. So it's be a perfect one to cover. Um, I didn't even know when you said brain dead, the first thing I thought of was like dead Dead alive. alive.
0: Yeah. The actual title for dead alive is brain dead, which for those that don't know all one of you, Matt, (laughs) Maggie, and maybe Gail, uh, that would be Peter Jackson's third motion picture behind bad taste and meet the feebles. He did brain dead, AKA dead alive, which is an awesome zombie movie.
1: It is. It is possibly the most gory, disgusting zombie, movie, but in a
0: funny way, But in a funny way,
1: yeah, it's it's a horror comedy, um, but it's still gross, and Uh, they they must have used a thousand gallons of fake blood. Well, any
0: movie that has a guy running through a crowd of zombies with a lawnmower turned ass end up, (laughs) and has the line "I'm kicking ass for the Lord." Any movie, (laughs) and that was my New Zealand accent, Maggie. Booyah. (laughs) <laughs> I can only say that line though, so yeah. yes, any movie that has that is is always awesome in my book, so, but yes, Jason, we digress as we often do. Would you like to hear the trailer followed by a spoiler alert, followed by your <laughs> good luck synopsis?
1: <laughs> yes, okay,
0: here <laughs> we are with the trailer for Brain Dead camp. Every little floating thing. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Halsey was working on something big, cornerstone technology, where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. People are so anxious to change their faces. What about their personalities, their very souls? You are about to go beyond that limit. <laughs> knew you from Eunice, but even the greatest discoveries you have a special brain, a very special brain. Have a twice. Those numbers, you were life. One in brain dead you said anything about brain dead. Who the hell are you? What do you want? You could be the patient, and Halsey could be the doctor. Just give us those numbers, Halsey. Just burn out the core in the hospital. A little therapy will help you relax. Help me! I'm not dead yet! Because you're not dead. Don't let them take you into surgery. You. Until you're brain dead.
1: The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at Netflix streaming. We now return you to forgotten flicks already in progress.
0: Thank you, JV. <laughs> so that was the trailer for brain dead. I actually have a, uh... Nothing to, to naysay about said trailer. I, I didn't have to truncate it on too much, although the last 20-some-odd seconds of it was pretty much just no, just noises and music, so I did yeah.
1: shorten it, but other than that... Yeah, it wasn't too bad, yeah. and it didn't give too much away. I mean, no. there was... Um, I We talked a lot about trailers that um, give the main plot points away, even just from the audio, but uh, this was pretty decent. But going into this, I didn't watch the trailer or read anything about it. That I would wanted have been a to hit smart this move. I wanted to hit this absolutely cold Indeed. Because because I haven't seen it and uh, we, we didn't even talk about what it was about so I wanted to go in not knowing anything Just, okay Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton movie I never heard of and uh, go right into it from there. Yes, so, uh, uh,
0: it's a double bill <laughs> it's, it's a double bill <laughs> Uh, so Jason, would you like to huh, huh, give us a synopsis and I, 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 reiterate, good luck.
1: I I'd like to, um, I don't know if I really can, um, <laughs> this, uh, I'll try. Okay. okay. So this movie starts out, uh, with Bill Pullman and he is some sort of, uh, brain researcher and they never yes. really get too much into what he's he actually is other than he studies these uh brains in a jar he's doing some kind of experiments to um you know test out what the different parts of the brain activation and they allude to in the beginning that he does it because at some point his i guess college buddy best friend bill paxton uh comes in and uh, tries to talk him into doing surgery on a real person, brain surgery on mm-hmm. a real person. And he, he, Pullman, kind of alludes to that he doesn't like real people, and he's really just into the brains in the jar kind of thing. But they never really kind of talk through. Other than he's some kind of neurologist, I guess.
0: Yeah. And, and did you feel? And did you feel like it was setting up? almost a science fiction vibe right off the bat because when you first go into his lab it's not just that there are brains and jars everywhere they've actually has have a human face with all muscles yes. still attached presumably stretched out across some sort of knitting oh, ring or yeah, a knitting a ring, or, ring. <laughs> yeah or, or almost it almost reminded me like a drum you know i don't know what the, yes. the metal piece that goes around the the edges of a drum but it's attached to that, stretched out, and they're they're they're. Are you there?
1: Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's it's no, wires. Sorry, that's,
0: uh, that Skype made a weird noise. I have to cut that oh, out. Oh yeah. No, I'm here.
1: But it, yeah, they're like wires from this stretched out face to these uh, electrodes, and when they put a brain on it, they touch different parts. They make the, the
0: face make different face yeah, and yeah. move. And, yeah. Go cross eyed, wink at them. Yes. It, did, yeah. it never licked its lips. I was getting ready for that.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> that was strange because that was really the only point throughout the movie that seemed to be that sci-fi. Like it absolutely was out of place in the world that they built mm-hmm. because the world that they built felt like it was current day. I mean, there's definitely some parts of the movie that you you know well, you
0: don't. Well, can- we, we, we obviously aren't going to get there yet, but considering yeah. how the movie ends, it actually makes perfect sense in the grand scheme of things. But yes, I get your point.
1: Yeah. So anyway, the, the whole idea of that weird stressed out face. So then, like I said, Bill Paxton comes in and they have this. Uh, he said he has this guy, Halsey, uh, who worked for the company, but he went crazy. And Bill Paxton basically says, hey, my job's on the line here because he was my responsibility And he's gone completely paranoid, schizophrenic, and I need you to help me. He Uh, he
0: says things like, like this.
1: Oh, for Christ's sake. Would you quit thinking about Halsey for a second and think about yourself?
0: And is it me? And this is only about, I think this movie, according to the end credits was actually, uh, initially meant to be released in 89. So we're talking four, three to four years after weird science comes out, right? Weird science is 85. Presumably they shot this in 88. So if that's the case, is it me, or especially the beginning of this, does this totally not sound like Chet?
1: Oh, for Christ's sake. Will you cover yourself? Yes, yes. As a matter <laughs> of fact, in the beginning when he's talking, uh, when the two of them are talking, he's trying to convince him. He kind of has that smile. Yeah. And I actually made a note. Chet smile. You
0: know, and, or, <laughs> and like he's going to say this.
1: You're stood, wad. But he
0: never does
1: no um yes in the beginning of this it was very very much um uh, like weird science also you know a little bit of aliens in there as well yeah um which you know part of that of course is his it's his caricature and who he is uh yeah at
0: least at least at that point in his career yeah it was definitely right
1: right yeah there but um yeah so he kind of sets it up that he's got this guy he needs help doing surgery on and rex uh who is bill pullman's character a kind of begrudgingly agrees and uh, decides he he's going to do it. And then the whole thing pretty much just takes a header into a rabbit hole that ends in a black hole that comes out somebody's a hole on the other side of the universe. And Uh, by the way,
0: the a hole comes out of has a tramp stamp (laughs) above it, directly above it that says WTF.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so um, I can't really, I mean, we'll talk about what happens, but as far as the synopsis, it's kind of one of those mind bender, mm-hmm. uh, is someone crazy or is someone, it, what's reality? I, I mean, want to really what,
0: quick, I, I do want to say this, because I, I realize this movie is listed under horror. I say it's horror in the same way Twilight Zone was horror. So yeah, if you can yeah. handle the Twilight Zone, there's a little blood in it. Uh, you do see brain, you know, but it's not like you know brains like getting yeah, ripped. Yeah. Out. It's nothing like that. the The gore is minimal, if any. Yeah, there, I mean, it's mostly it's more medical. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah, more medical type stuff and yeah. very clinical. There, there is a little bit of like the part with the eyes, but again, you don't see it happens. Like you see aftermath, so yeah, nothing yeah. is extreme. So if you are somebody who doesn't like you know straight up horror movies, yeah, this was not something. That, but if you love Twilight Zone you know, just weird stuff yeah, that you might, yeah. you might be interested. So if you are, I would highly advise because as we go into this, we are going to obviously got the spoiler alert, but I want to yeah. just make sure I say it again, just because this movie in the same way of like a sixth sense kind of way will be ruined, ruined by yes. the end of this. Like it, yeah.
1: w- this is, this is definitely a, uh, if you know anything going into it, 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 it does ruin sort of what they're trying to do with all the, the twists and turns and surprises. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. But I agree. I I wouldn't even call it a horror. Uh, it is, it's a horror with, with, uh, from the perspective of, um, it's frightening because you don't know what's going on. You know, it's as things are messed up it would would probably fall just nightmarish.
0: Yeah. And back, you know, horror is just a genre label that the man created to, to put movies in a box, man. But (laughs) that aside, it, it would be more in that speculative fiction, weird fiction, yeah. you yeah. know, box like with H.P. Lovecraft and and yeah, yeah. Robert Bloch is a good comparison. I yeah. like that. Yeah, Bradbury, Matheson, their early stuff, you know, guys like that. They, they, it's in that vein. So if you like that kind of stuff, which I do, then you you definitely don't want to listen to the rest of the show until after you watch it. So that being said, it's Netflix streaming right now. So if you have that, go watch it. Come back to us. Yeah, and, and uh, it may be on YouTube because that's where maybe I got all the audio. But I'm just saying, and
1: it's on Netflix uh, uh, Instant, and I think it might also be on um, Amazon uh, okay. Prime. So I'm and not YouTube, sure. yeah. <laughs>
0: so yes. if, if you're cheap, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But all that being said, let us dive head first because Jason, after all, head first. The universe pretty is first. just
1: a wet dream.
0: The universe, in fact, is just a wet dream.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much just is. Um, so it, this this whole movie story, it, it's a very it's a relatively small cast and It's almost uh, like a
0: short story in a way.
1: Yes. And I I kind of li- I like movies that feel small mm-hmm. in that sense uh like it's a it's almost like it's a play yeah. you know with uh, minimal characters and yep. everything. And this really does just center around uh the Rex Martin character Bill Pullman. Mm-hmm. This entire movie is around him. Uh,
0: he's definitely the tag.
1: Yes. And so Bill Paxton is kind of his best jim, friend yeah, jim jim yep uh and then his wife dana uh rex's wife uh, bill pullman's wife um dana is is kind of the completion of his little triad. Now yeah. he does have like an assistant in the lab but he doesn't really play much part in it um
0: well and there was and he has a uh bill Pullman does have a female uh, kind of administrative assistant that because she's taking notes for him during remember he's doing his little speech oh
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and of course yeah. she comes
0: into play later but yeah other than those can even then that's minimal and then later on you do have the the halsey character and you yep. do have the man in white who shows up who obviously uh yeah, yeah yeah which is the uh what was his name supposed to be conklin yes conklin yeah,
1: yeah conklin so the, this this whole thing really takes a turn uh f- this this whole thing kind for of the comes weird apart. huh
0: he said takes a turn for the weird
1: Yeah, it takes a turn down that rabbit hole uh, slash black hole slash a hole Um, when they he goes to do this surgery and he actually goes into a boardroom first and Bill Paxton's character. Jim introduces him to the board of this company and they're asking him questions and he's kind of saying, yeah, I think I can do this. I think I can fix it. Uh, And worst case scenario, you know, he's brain dead and or it burns him out. And they all kind of get this creepy smile on their face, you know? Yeah. And so then one end of the boardroom, the wall raises and there's a glass wall. Mm-hmm. And, there's <coughs> and there's a surgical room on yeah. the other side of very, this glass very wall.
0: White, very, 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 reminded me of uh, the lighting and color design of THX 1138, the first George Lucas movie, that uh, yeah. very white, sterile environment. But yet it's in technically it's part of it's it's extension on a boardroom.
1: Yeah, um, how many boardrooms have a a single surgery room on the end with the glass wall so they That can- one did. <laughs> That's
0: for darn sure.
1: It was it was very uh, 1984 uh, ish. Very weird. Yeah. Well, and,
0: and and I do I just want to backtrack one second because the guy that he's doing the brain surgery on this Halsey character, okay, yep. is and they mentioned in the trailer, but he's essentially. When Bill Paxton's Jim goes and talks to Bill, from here on out, Jim, Bill Paxton, Rex, Bill Pullman. Pullman. Otherwise, the Bill, Bill thing is going to confuse the hell out of (laughs) him. So so Jim comes to Rex, who is the brain guy, and says, hey, we got this guy. He's gone crazy. He was our mathematician, but he's thinking he's somebody else or involved with something else. He murdered his whole family's wife and two daughters, very shining style. And he's gone crazy. And we need you to do uh, your, your experiment, which... Up to that point, we knew he was doing some sort of research, but apparently he has some sort of experimental procedure he's been working on in secret. But yet, right. Jim knows about it. And the other thing was Jim, Rex, and Rex's wife, I, I got the impression we're all high school friends, like friends since high school, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so they've and, all grown the, up together.
1: Yeah, and and the procedure, they, they make it very, very base, which works uh, from the extent of they didn't overcomplicate the science. He basically shows, Rex basically shows, look, here's a normal brain. Here's a brain with paranoid schizophrenia, and it's got look this one abnormal part. Yeah, and so I can go in and mess with that part, or remove that part, yeah. or whatever, and it fixes them. Yeah, um, so it oversimplifies, it, obviously, yes. but that's basically what he is being asked to do to this Halsey guy. But he spends a good amount of time, uh, talking to the guy first, almost therapy-ish, getting to know what's the problem. Of course, was that
0: the intro piece that I played? And now I also want to point out Halsey. Did you recognize that actor?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, Bud Court, and I didn't. I mean, I had to look him up afterwards. Yeah. I, I recognized him. Um, he was in
0: one movie in particular it. that I didn't make my pick this time only because I'm pretty sure I've used it in the past. And it's a movie. Coyote I, ugly. What's that? Coyote ugly. Uh, uh, that would be it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I, I've never even <laughs> seen that movie. Uh, I'm familiar with it, but I have no interest. So <laughs> no, he was in Harold and Maude.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. We've talked.
0: About yeah. That. And and that is one of those movies that I didn't discover too much later in life. And <laughs> And realized I was the lesser for it because that is a fan freaking tastic movie. If you've never seen Harold Maud, but he's significantly older in this. He always had an yeah. odd. He always reminded me. I know you're going to hate that. I'm bringing this up, but whoever <laughs> the guy is in children of the corn that plays Isaac. <laughs> I'm not going to go into why Jason would hate me bringing that up, but I, I especially when he was younger to me, they have a similar look.
1: Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that
0: you had that look. I'm just saying the similarity. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, for those of you who don't know my childhood traumas, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I looked just like the kid from Children of the Corn, and uh, was so reminded as I went through. School. See, I would have
0: thought that would have kind of given you that, like, yeah, it would have scared people, so therefore gives you this level of like them,
1: you know? That, that yeah, I, I wasn't smart enough to play that. Angle. I would have because the <laughs> if they said, oh,
0: what do you are? just looked at them and said, "I do follow he who walks behind the rose," and they would have just <laughs> left you the hell alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well live and learn. Yeah. So, well. yes. So that's who Bud Court always kind of reminded me of, but he plays yep. Halsey and he's obviously that just completely out of his gourd. I mean, he's nutty.
1: Yeah. And and he talks. I mean, he he basically shows all the symptoms of a, a real schizophrenic that is on there's at the far end of the spectrum. I mean, he yeah. is uh, he, he someone's following him and he's they're all out to get him and he's talking about these names. In particular, he says the man in white. Yes. Did,
0: and you know? and the one thing we did get about Rex's research uh, along with this line, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't out to get you. <laughs> you. By the way, that sort of reminded me of Christian Slater when he kicks into his Jack Nicholson
1: conversation. <laughs> yeah.
0: but they're not out to get you. So <laughs> with, with that whole setup, it was not just that he did brain science, but that he was Particularly focused on paranoia,
1: yeah, and yeah.
0: madness, and that they 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 were they were hinting it around it that because that that line when he was talking to that brain and that's also when he says I don't know why I like this line so much but I just do I'm the using it. How's every little floating thing? He's talking to a brain, and but yeah, he likes
1: he likes the brains with the label Abby. Yes, yes, <laughs> Abby normal. <yeah>. Yes, that's
0: <laughs> see, Jason's Jason's uh uh Brit.
1: That was my accent. young Frankenstein.
0: Yeah, he's much better than mine. <clears throat>
1: yeah. But, um, but yeah, he, he he does work on highly abnormal brains. It's yes. not just like yes. any. Yeah, yeah but good. they seem
0: to really have an emphasis on the paranoia piece. Yeah, like, yeah. They kept bringing that up multiple times. So I think that that is also another reason why uh, that they wanted him to come and check Halsey. Because at the end of the day, I almost get this vibe that Jim, uh, yeah, Jim, the Bill Paxton character, didn't necessarily even care if... Rex could cure Halsey because apparently oh, no. Halsey has numbers that they need for some. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, it seems to me because they never really reveal what the mm-hmm. company. It's a MacGuffin. They don't need to yeah, it, it, what they're doing. Um, but the feel you get from the whole boardroom and from Jim is that they want him burned out. Like they would rather his brain just be fried, shut down. Yeah, and it's one of those they can't kill him. So if they can make it happen this way, it seems more like an accident, Mm -hmm. or they were trying to help him. But it definitely seemed like he had some information, or he somehow was in some top secret project, and they were wanted him to be shut down. And but the fact that he was uh, mentally ill now was a liability to them. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that so that's where you know they kind of get into the the surgery. But Pullman does a lot. uh, He does um, Rex does a lot of. Interviews and kind of talking with Halsey and getting to know him, and in that, like I said, he, he sees the man in the white or he talks about seeing the man in the white suit. And he's the one that did it, and there's this conspiracy. So as Rex is doing the surgery, he takes this long metal um, probe, yeah, probe, the same one he used when he was in his lab in the beginning, and inserts it down into uh, Halsey's brain. Does the little procedure, like shocks him and does something. And Haldi starts talking normal again. Mm-hmm. And, and matter of fact, he says, "What do you do?" He says, uh, "That's that's classified. I can't tell you what I work on." He seems like he's normal back to the t- the company, the, um, the
0: company man,
1: <laughs> right? The the mathematician, company man, and they all seem very happy. And then that's when Rex sees across the room the man in white, all covered in blood. Yeah, like no, he's what, guy was, in was, now I,
0: I just want to make sure because he so he, he sticks the probe in. <laughs> yep. sorry and does his <laughs> shock treatment he's quite, everybody claps oh yeah, you know this guy's yeah, amazing you
1: cured him. you're yeah. brilliant but yeah. then
0: and then rex actually leaves halsey in there and i i don't even know was there like some guy behind halsey mopping the floor or something
1: like well, I, I i made that note i made that note. <laughs> he's the only doc like he's a doctor in there he's doing this pro yeah, there's no nurses helping him there's nothing no. And as soon as he cures him and the guy starts talking, he literally walks out of the room, takes his glove off and a guy comes rushing in, you know, starts walking, just starts mopping the floor right next. to him, like, I, yeah, I like, I
0: don't up any blood that might be there.
1: But, <laughs> so, but, but keeping in mind, Halsey's still in the chair alive with the cap
0: part of his of skull, his skull missing. off. Yeah. And, and then and then after talking to Jim for a couple I actually you know, he's staring at the wind. That's what it is now. Rex is in the boardroom staring back through this. That was presumably one way mirror yeah and window and was looking into the room back at halsey and while he's doing it that's when in the corner he sees the man in white it's almost like it's been transferred from halsey at this point like it's some kind of possession thing like that's what yes. i thought like did it get like just some kind of transfer from halsey's mind and body into yes rex's yeah.
1: and, it, and at one point um when he's interviewing halsey and i want this is a a device because i want to bring this up He's interviewing Halsey, and Halsey wants to go to the little commissary cart in the mental hospital and buy something, but he doesn't have any money. So he asks uh, Rex if he can borrow a dollar. Rex gives him a dollar, and he says, "No, can I take your whole wallet? Because they'll make fun of me if I take money from you." And you know, so Rex gives it to him and watches him walk over to pay for it, and stuff, and then kind of loses it. Well, later, after the surgery and stuff when he's starting to have these visions, because now they're starting to happen. He sees the guy in the bloody suit. He's kind of trying to follow him, but he disappears and he's not real.
0: Yeah. and Rex Um, is getting more and more paranoid.
1: Yes. He's starting to freak out at this point. And then he goes to um, reach in his wallet for something and realizes he has Halsey's wallet, which is full of just like play money. Yeah. And his ID and stuff. Mm -hmm. At that moment, when he pulls all that out and he's like, "Oh crap! I forgot. I gave Halsey my real wallet. I don't have any money and everything." That moment, as watching this, not knowing what's going to happen, I thought he's really Halsey. This is going to turn out to be a flip. It's going to turn out that he was really but the. Yet, easy,
0: but yet you crazy still. One. But yet you, because I thought that too, and yet you still were wrong.
1: I <laughs> know that's what. <laughs> that's what. Yeah this this thing turned into a complete mind screw. Um, yeah, I did. But I thought at that point, oh, it's kind of one of those they build him up like he's the mm-hmm. um, and he's spoiler. Been, I
0: thought it was going to be a a seven, not seven, rather, but uh, sorry, Fight Club meets uh, maybe like a uh, against uh, Shutter Island. Yeah, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> Shutter Island kind of situation where oh, it's the whole time he's been yeah. So totally yeah. what I thought too,
1: that, and that's really what I thought. So spoiler alert, seriously, we've talked about this on the show before, but if you haven't seen Shutter Island, stop listening. Um, but the idea that he's the professional, he's the cop, he's mm-hmm. the real deal only to find out halfway through the movie, he really is the crazy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just delusional. And so I thought that's what they were going to do with, with, uh, Rex was say, oh, he's not really a scientist. He's really in a hospital, but he's a patient there. Yeah. Um, especially in the beginning, because they play that very slow, him walking into the hospital mm-hmm. and looking around at all the stereotypical, yep. uh, crazies, you know, as they're mm-hmm. singing or jumping around. Um, I thought that was really just him through a window of his mind kind yeah. of thing.
0: Yeah. And I think that also if you pay attention throughout and they've got a couple of these I'll play later, but there were little verbal hints, you know, that, that give you that impression of him being like, like once it was almost like they laid the groundwork for you to totally buy into the idea that he's been crazy this whole time.
1: Yes. Just because of oh, things yeah.
0: that were were said. Uh, oh,
1: it was, it was a, I think it was a great setup to sort of bait you into thinking, oh, you thought that twist was the real twist. Because
0: then and then and then so then what happens, right? He go he, he goes out to dinner with, with.
1: Yep. With his wife and um, Jim, uh, Jim and the chairman of the Which, board. By the way,
0: did you recognize him?
1: Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> He's from uh, Naked, the Naked Gun series. Yeah, George yeah, Kennedy.
0: yeah. George Kennedy. He was in a ton of stuff, like back in the sixties and seventies, like Cool Hand Luke. And yeah, yeah. yeah, he did a lot of like. I think I want to say he did other sort of uh, not you know the disaster type pictures, like brain farting on all the ones he was in. But
1: he in was he
0: in the Poseidon Adventure? I I think you're thinking Ernest Borgnine. I don't I don't know if Kennedy made. Oh he yes, was in, I am. May, maybe yeah. he was, maybe Towering Inferno. He was in one of those big ones. I don't remember uh, which one it was, but he, yeah. Earthquake, one of them. But yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, but
1: yeah, he was uh he was Ed in the uh, Naked Gun series. Yes, yeah, yeah, so. I got love that. Man. Um he was hilarious. But yeah, so he plays the, the chairman of the board. So this whole time Rex is still having like these visual delusions. Like he walks away from the table mm-hmm. uh to go like uh chase after what he thinks is the man in white. When he turns around to look at his table His wife and and Jim are like making out. Yeah, and
0: and again, they set it up nicely where early on, Jim is the successful businessman and he makes the comment about, you know, look at you, you got this. I lost her to you. you, Yeah, you you got got the perfect wife when he got away. And then Rex makes a comment of like, yeah, well, it's the only thing you ever lost. And so we get this vibe that that's the one thing. Jim's this kind of, you know, sort of extreme capitalist go-getter. A guy who, by the way, says lines like this. From the tritium that feeds the rockets to the powdered milk that feeds the babies, we're Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That's where he
1: does the, the Chet smile, yeah, too, by yeah, the way.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but they do set it up. And, I mean, just the things they say, like um, when Halsey when – when Jim talks about that Halsey had killed his wife and uh, kids mm-hmm. uh, and the idea that Jim had lost – um, to Rex and and lost the girl uh, mm-hmm. all those years ago. All of those things, and then his insecurity. Rex's insecurity about Jim taking his wife. Mm-hmm. All of that really did build up to maybe he's the one that snapped and killed them all. Yeah. Um. So they're sitting there, and the, the four of them are talking. And by this point, uh, Rex has hammered back a few drinks. Right. Yeah. He's thrown back a couple of scotches. He's getting good and drunk, and they start. Talking business about almost a um, total recall where yeah. they can program in and change your personality, and they talk about uh, it's like plastic surgery for your personality, and you know, mm-hmm. um, making changes to people and opening like a boutique uh, franchise of these places to adjust people's brains. Well, Rex gets all kinds of crazy when they say that he gets pissed and and like has an outburst. So that's when the chairman walks off. He's, he's offended. And, uh, Jim's like, you just screw the pooch. And that's when Rex leaves.
0: Yeah. And he says, you can have, you you can have whatever you can have this. You can have have my wife. And he walks out.
1: Yeah. So he runs off and, um, something ha- he's like driving and someone I don't even remember you oh, know no, she-
0: no, remember now you know he uh, he leaves cuz he goes following uh I believe he sees the man in white again covered he was white suit covered in blood and then he starts driving, that's isn't that when he starts driving and then sees him in like the back seat of the car was that it or was that yeah yeah oh was- yes that's yeah. right
1: yeah <coughs> no yeah no, maybe- that was
0: yeah because oh, he no, thinks were, he thinks he thinks somebody's following him and he comes out of the car and it turns out it was his wife at the right outside the restaurant. Yeah yeah yeah
1: Then then when, when he's he leaving leaves, he sees the guy in the back seat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that happens and then at some point he makes his way home. Mhm. And when he gets home he sees the man in white with covered in blood like inside his house. Yeah. He goes in his house and he as he comes or he goes up to the window and he sees his wife. Mm-hmm. And Jim are having hot sweaty sex yep. on like the dining room table.
0: Yeah, they're doing they're doing the uh, they're bumping uglies is what they're doing. They, yeah,
1: they're, they they are they're doing the horizontal mambo. They are the beast with on two their bats.
0: dinner table
1: on the dinner table. Too
0: and yes. uncomfortable. I'm just going to throw.
1: Uncomfortable. Up. Yep. Uh So as so he bursts in, and as he bursts in, they're not having sex anymore. Now they're dead, and their eyeballs. Yeah been cut out because well, when he
0: when he see, well when he had walked in didn't he see the man in white with an ingot or whatever it is in his hand and he and he's yes, standing he, there he probably kind of puts it near their eyes and they start to scream and then when he by the time he comes in
1: yeah their eyes are cut out and then they've got that it's the it's is that what it's called an ingot i think what
0: it reminds me of uh, exorcist three
1: it's Ma- the object it's actually a surgical tool and you can see it in other movies uh i've never seen one in person i don't think i want to it's that thing that you put in your fist and it has a long yeah. pointy thing that comes out of it it's what they use to do lobotomies yeah in the movie and they put it right in the corner of their eye and jam it into their brain yeah. right yep so he has the the man in white has this and he bursts in and then his wife and jim are dead their eyeballs cut out and the, the, you could see the bloody hole right where they had been uh lobotomized and um he he's freaking out and the door's knocking at the door. What's going on in here? What's going on here? It's his neighbor. And he, when he answers the door, he looks down. He has the thing in his, in his hand now. Yeah. Rex and does he's covered yeah. in blood. Rex has it in his hand and his hand is covered in blood. So at that point I'm like, Oh my God, he really is the crazy one. And he just killed his wife and Jim. Yeah. And they're dead on the table. And, and, what is he,
0: and he's saying the same thing Halsey did. It wasn't me. It was the one arm man. I mean, the man in white.
1: <laughs> it was the man in white. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't hurt that, you know, something like that. So, um, and then what, what happens after that? It was. Well, th- then suddenly
0: he comes to. Oh, that's right. He wakes up. Yeah. In a hospital bed in <laughs> Lakeview or whatever the name of the psychi- the psychiatric hospital yes. is. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, he w- that's right. He wakes up, and I thought— And his name is? It's Halsey.
0: That's what his everyone's name calling him, is- and the man in white is there, but here's the thing about the man in white. He's the doctor. That's watching He's- over Halsey, who we S- thought was Rex.
1: Yep. All so this right. is where they kind of drop it on you that, okay, he was Halsey, and all the characters within were actually in the hospital. Mm-hmm. His um, his
0: administrative and, assistant works for she's like the assistant for the doctor. Yeah, uh, yeah. So
1: all the people that in the earlier part of the movie are even Jim. Sort of,
0: even Jim, did you catch that? Bill Paxton. Oh yeah, he's like the he's assistant. like the janitor. No, he was he a janitor? I thought he was like an assistant. Did he come in and when they were in the office because it looks just like Rex's old office and Rex's. Yeah, but he's his,
1: like a younger guy yeah. with different haircut and he's yeah, kind of a. But it's
0: Jim. It's Bill Paxton's character.
1: Roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they play it out like all those people were real people, but not who Rex made them out to be. Um, Yeah, it was, it was, (laughs) here are the notes as this thing is progressing, right? Mm -hmm. Here are the notes I made. Um, Am I high? (laughs) Are you high? Is everyone high? What the fuck? Did somebody slip me some LSD? (laughs) Because this thing just kept getting, weirder and like it was just twist Uh, upon twist it was definitely jason jason
0: did you you finally understand this
1: you always get cryptic after you've been drinking
0: cryptic after you've been drinking perhaps that's what it was
1: you always get yeah what was that from
0: yeah at the beginning uh when jim comes into rex's office and says this line
1: the universe is just a wet dream then rex follows it up with you always get cryptic after you've been drinking Oh, that's right. Cause he yes. accuses Jim of coming in drunk or being drunk. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, yes. But they definitely get cryptic. I would say things get yes, very do. cryptic.
1: Um, it reminded me of, uh, what was the Leonardo DiCaprio dream movie? Um, Oh, inception inception. It reminded yeah. me of that. Well, because was,
0: then, like, Yeah. Because then now that we're, now that we think he's Halsey, right. Yes. He, he then is taken on this grand tour by the guy Conk, who he thinks is Conklin is actually the doctor who's been apparently helping him supposedly. And as it turns out, Rex's Halsey, but also that he killed his family, the whole, all the same uh, facts apply to his situation now, and that he created, supposedly, this other character uh, to, to be, I guess, make him feel better about himself, and... What ends up happening is, is is the doctor, I'll just call him Conklin for right now, that was the man in the white yep. suit. As he's him yep. through, he takes him to his own office. Well, of course, his office looks exactly like Rex's office, which makes yep. sense, right? If he had been crazy the whole time, he would have thought it was his yep. office. But then he tells him that, well, what was your view like from your office? Well, Rex says, well, from my view, from my on office, the eighth floor, floor, so city, he goes, oh, so it's a city view, really? He opens the window and they're like on the second floor.
1: Yeah, it it, like mountains in the background. Yeah, or something. He's like, it, it can't be. It can't be. And then he notices. different. Yeah.
0: And he notices the the names on all the degrees, not his. So, yep. and that's when I believe uh, Bill Pullman, uh, excuse me, Bill Paxton, his character Jim, comes in. It's looking more nebbishy and, and less uh, aggressive and assertive. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and then just, you know, and he just, he runs, in and, and ends up that Rex escapes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, he gets out. Yeah. And now, this
0: part, I don't know about you, dude. See, this is to me, was. Horrifying in its own way because he escapes and he goes into, he hides in this room and there's win, like three women in it. And it was almost like Shakespearean like you think of like the three witches in Macbeth yeah, right and yeah. and they just start to kind of they cackle and they're very at first I thought it was going to get like really creepy sexual but <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah. you like I totally thought they were going to like try yes. and like gang bang him rape him whatever <laughs> and then like they 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 start grabbing and then there's like one just sort of opens the closet it slinks out oh I have the way come with me. and
1: just the way she's talking it, it I yeah, thought it was creepy gra- she, didn't she say like step into my office yeah, Step into my office I know the way and
0: then the door closes uh this is a closet <laughs> no no and you kind of wonder what she's doing because he's like fumbling and you could tell they're str- like it just there was something about the way that whole thing played out and the way the the actresses played
1: the parts yeah. i just found it, it creepy was, it was creepy it was it was very creepy and so then he
0: gets out and he's got like a scratch mark all over his face and disheveled oh, yeah.
1: like it's it, and it doesn't really even show them attacking him but no. when he leaves it shows he's got scratches and stuff yeah. Yeah,
0: and then so so then he goes out, and then he goes to try find another place where now he goes into a room filled with uh, patients, but they're all in these sort of medieval It's like a museum of the inhuman ways people have tried to quote unquote help,
1: yeah, cure, yeah, cure the mentally ill, and And like these. It's almost like Iron Maiden type cages and chains, and and but there are people in them. Yeah, people. One guy holding a rabbit they're crying and screaming yeah. it's just it's the most horrific scene of what you think of uh uh what a medieval mental yeah
0: yeah like you think about like the 19th century uh, uh yeah what, you know, sanitarium type of vibe too it, 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 the whole right. thing so then, anyway he get he gets out and the doctor is standing there with his his guys and uh rex makes a comment about what why would you have why would you do this to your own patients He's like, what are you talking he about says,
1: I, oh do you like my museum yeah
0: He goes, but what about the patients? And then they open the
1: door up and they're all the people are gone. Yeah. He says, well, why don't you have a look? Look. And he opens the door. And of course, it's all just equipment. and No one's there. So
0: now Uh, it's funny. This movie is 84 minutes long, right? Ish, 86, 84, something like that. So
1: under an hour and a half.
0: I just saw it very recently. I have decent notes. Okay. After that point, it starts to. <laughs> I know it starts to blink <laughs> because I know some things that happen, but I'm about to say them, And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Did something come forget, before that? You, yeah. You forget what order it all happens Be- in because it's, yeah, it's also effed up. Cause and- you need the, what was that around the time? that he woke up in his bed and he's strapped into it now, and then Halsey, like, it's real creepy, the door just slowly opens by itself, and all of a sudden, Halsey, like, pops up. He's got this bandage around his head because he's had his brain operated on. See, that's the other thing, is the consistency was pretty impressive, too, because technically within the timeline, even though Halsey, the Bud Court version, should not exist, he pops up into Rex's field of vision, and in Rex's world, he already conducted this brain operation Well,
1: and he, this is the first time yeah because this is what happens is rex wakes up
0: yeah in and, the hospital still
1: yeah, but he's still in that hospital ward and he wakes up and that's when uh, uh halsey we'll call him halsey because that's who he was yeah. in the beginning he pops up he's got the stitches and the yeah. and the bandages on his head like he's had it this is the first time that you've got an inkling that maybe what happened in the beginning was real mm-hmm. um and that all the rest of, and so i'm trying to figure out at this point all right. So is this the company?
0: Yeah. Is this some conspiracy with him? Yeah.
1: yeah. Is this the conspiracy thing where they're hiding him away? And all of this is a farce that should try and get him out of the way. Also, you know, like tying him up because he's a loose end. Yeah. Uh, uh, because he did the surgery. And but then he like wakes up again. Yo, Halsey. Well, that was what was. Halsey cuts his. That's a Halsey busts out a
0: freaking knife like a knife knife. Yeah. Yeah. Cuts and, like, the strap. And, like, a- and Pocket
1: knife and cuts him
0: out of his strap and says something to the effect of like, I know the way out. And he goes into the closet and he goes, oh, his nurse is coming. She goes, I'll hide in the closet, but I can get you out of here. And he goes to the closet. The nurse comes in. Rex pretends to be asleep. She leaves. He Rex gets up to go get Halsey, opens the door. But now Halsey's dead in the closet with his eyes removed, much like Jim uh, like and, his, yep. and the wife yep. had been. And yep. then he wakes up again.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> but then, wait. And then the door starts to creep open by itself again. I'm like, what the hell? All of a sudden, boop, there's Halsey. I'm like, ah, <laughs> why is this happening?
1: I know. Why Please, did I no. eat those mushrooms? I thought they were for my salad. I think this is the point where I wrote down the, did somebody slip me some LSD? <laughs> yeah, because- yeah.
0: And then the oh, very similar pattern happens again. You know, Halsey says the same type of thing, goes yeah, into yeah. the closet. But now, this time, I think when. Rex follows him into the closet. Isn't that when suddenly he's now back out on the street, and it's morning, and or and the guy's like throwing water on him. And he's outside like a restaurant. You remember that?
1: Yes, this is where he kind of is like. So, oh yes, okay. So then he wakes you know up. What I'm saying like I'm not actually sure that that's what happened. know. <laughs> so he he like someone throws water, so you can't stay here or something like that. Yeah. And throws water and he gets up and he's outside of the restaurant that he was drunk at. Yeah. But it's morning. in the beginning. It's, like it's not nighttime. It's like morning. And he looks, yeah, he looks bedraggled. And it's night. It's like the next more early the next morning. Like he had maybe just passed out on the street. Yeah, and had this really crazy drunken dream. Yeah, of all of this. Which then you're thinking,
0: so was that all in his head? Right. Was this was this all a dream? And, and and one thing we did leave out from earlier is that when he was leaving his office. He ends up, there's this whole dispute over, I guess, grant money. And there's another, you get a very, very high level explanation for yeah, what's going like on. But another, another scientist who's going to take over his, them. his research or something. And then that's when all the brains get quote unquote accidentally destroyed. But he's at one point he's walking out with a single brain, right? And yes, this homeless like guy,
1: the one that survived yeah, or something. And yeah. this
0: homeless guy sees him and goes, that's, that's my brain. And goes crazy and runs up to yep. him and starts to wrestle. Uh, I almost said Halsey, Rex, or the brain. Yes. The brain goes flying into the air. Car is coming. Yo know, tries to assemble the brakes. Hits the homeless guy. The homeless guy smashes into it. The brain hits the ground and just shatters. Right.
1: Yep. Just splats, and the brain is dead. So,
0: so now, fast forward. Bucket of water. Rex gets up. Is is stumbling off. And he goes back to Eunice now. This is the the building where he was doing his science before. Which the company. You, the company, right? Yeah. And he sees the homeless guy again. Remember?
1: Yes. Yes. And the homeless guy is uh, we, we looked him up. It's uh, Lee Ehrenberg, which we all, we both knew him from immediately. Uh, most people whoops. know him. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Flags. Yes. Uh, and he was uh, you know the bald guy. Um, the short bald guy. And he has that tall skinny friend the kind of the running r2d2c3po throughout the, the yeah, uh exactly uh, movies the, they're the kind of the running jokes but he's got this long nasty uh hair with uh kind of dreadlock greasy sort of thing mm-hmm. um and he sees him again right outside of of uh unis corporation this time
0: and did you because this whole movie is, is messing with your head so bad because it looked like and i'm just going to In hindsight, look at it as it was probably just a bad wig, but the hairpiece he was wearing to give him that long hair did seem so artificial that I was thinking, could he be some kind of plant? Like,
1: oh yeah, I thought that I was looking at that throughout, like all the different characters. I thought they were all faking. It was all going to, you know, it was like a conspiracy or Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought he was a plant. I thought he was completely part of a plot or. Something not like he was just a straight up homeless guy. Yeah, uh, I thought he was there on purpose. To, okay, to I mess
0: thought, I, okay, I was, I was, I was hoping it wasn't just me on that one.
1: <laughs> You're just paranoid,
0: or, or that.
1: <laughs> All right, so then, what does he say the second time? Do you remember? Well, that was when
0: Rex sees the homeless guy. He says, "Do you, do you know me? Because now he's now here. Obviously, oh, Rex right, right. is still remembering that this. It, he's he's got enough of a memory of what has happened up to this point of he that he came from the sanitarium. And, yep, and so he's, yep. he's like, do you know who I am? You know, that he's convinced that this guy should now, here's the thing. Other than their one interaction with the brain, why would this guy know who he is?
1: Well, just because he had that interaction with him out. Yeah, I mean,
0: and I guess I, and I get that. But what I'm saying yeah. is, is that it proves just how disjointed mean, yeah. Rex's view of everything is. Like it, one thing oh, yeah. I think if he had said, do you remember me from the other day? But do, do you you know me? He gets saying, you know me.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yep. saying? And yep. I'm not
0: saying that as a flaw. I'm just saying it was just weird. Oh, yeah. That he did com- that. Yeah.
1: And I think that showed his state of mind because he was so crazy at that point of just not knowing who he really was and who mm-hmm. to believe. And, and this, this homeless guy sort of played the part of a neutral third party. Mm-hmm. And maybe in his head, he's thinking, well, I can trust this guy because he has nothing to –
0: no, he, he had he has nothing to gain. Interest,
1: yeah. yeah. Like Jim might, or his wife might, or the the doctor might, or any of that. It was just this random guy. Is the only person he can remember having interaction with that wasn't part of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but what is he? What does the homeless guy say? He says something like, "Well, first he's,
0: does he say, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.' But he, he doesn't it, it, like. Is not he doesn't really know him. He it's like he's crazy.
0: Yeah." Yeah, I can't. I can't remember the exact line. Yeah, like it, again, at this point, it's yeah. also
1: no. Punitive. I watched it last night. Yeah, last I, I night. watched it.
0: I watched it a couple of nights ago, but yeah, still, but still, it, it literally, um, it literally does like stick in your brain, like in the same way with the same logic of a nightmare.
1: Yes, it it is. Doesn't doesn't he wake up at one point in the surgery room of the boardroom?
0: Um yes yes because he yes okay yeah now we're back there so now he's I, like, here's the problem i don't remember the transition that got in there but no. yes, now he's he, in the chair okay. that halsey was in With his with his brain exposed
1: and like halsey is doing the surgery on him or is it no it is conklin at this point yes but it's almost like he was the Brilliant mathematician yes. guy.
0: Yeah, and now George Kennedy and that crew—they're all. Jim is yep. watching it, and he's—you could tell—he's getting agitated, and he's trying to talk to him. But then at one point, he tries to placate him with, you know, let me let me try to say something to him, and he he says, "Hey, hey Rex!" Like he he even gives into the delusion, like, yeah, he, like he's
1: purposefully giving into the delusion. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So again, at this point, you're like, I, it, it's funny. No point. W- w- it, it sounds very confusing, but at no point was I feeling like annoyed by it. You're more just like, okay, is this me? Like, what is yeah. what is going on here? But not in an obnoxious. Okay, this is just a really piss poor.
1: No, no, and it's not, and it's not like they're over trying either. Like I think you hit it on the head. This felt to me like it was nightmare logic. Like you know mm-hmm. when you have those terrible dreams and you wake up. But you're still dreaming, you Mm -hmm, know, and mm -hmm. that's this whole movie. They they did a great job of making this whole thing feel like that's what this was. It wasn't just, oh, good. He's going to wake up again. And it was just just another dream. And no, they really add twists into this whole thing. Like, you don't know if you really are inside the mind of someone exactly like really insane.
0: On one hand, you start off with this conspiratorial, uh, you know, sort of corporate espionage vibe right which then yeah. with paranoia mixed in then that slips into a tale of madness which then slips into nightmares and nightmare logic which then slips into more madness and it's just yeah,
1: yeah. it's never
0: just one thing
1: no and it doesn't and and like you said it doesn't annoy you the yeah. way it happens.
0: i never felt i never felt like they were cheating or that it was trying to be Clever, like I, I never felt. Like sometimes with movies, especially you get yeah, these pretentious yeah. type movies where they're just jumping around because they really have no concept of what the hell they're doing. So they're just yeah. leading you around by the nose. It never, I never felt like that. Even though yeah. it is in a way very disjointed, but it works for the subject matter.
1: It does, and and just because I want to get to the payoff, it. So they give him the brain surgery. It is, it is it is relatively satisfying, and I say relatively because I want to get to that. Mm-hmm. But even after all this mind screw, which I, that's exactly how I want to describe this movie—just a mind screw—that um, there is some semblance of resolution. Yeah, to yeah it because all. in
0: the end, it's like okay, well, that totally makes sense. And quite honestly, it's the most obvious thing. But yeah. yet, and this is why I'm saying, folks, if you actually wanted to see this, of course you listen to this point. Then what the hell? Uh, but, yeah, yeah. but 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 when you realize what the ending is, it is the most like, it's probably, in fact, I did think early on as an option that fluttered through my head that, that, he, that, okay. he, that he could already be blah, blah, blah. Cause I don't want it to quite yeah. let it out yet. But it, it, it's one of those endings where you're like, well, of course it was, but it's not, again, it's not like, I didn't feel like, oh, come on. Yeah, or, 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 I no. didn't do any of that. But, but before you say that, so he goes into the bathroom right after he's had the brain surgery and some other stuff has happened that again, it's all bleeding together. Uh, so, he goes in the bathroom, and this this part actually made me cringe, and I don't know why. I know how practical effects are done, but when they're done well, it's effective.
1: Well, it, but he's walking, and he's got his full head of hair, and like a bandage. And it looks so weird. Did it look Frankenstein's it? monster, it was, Carlos yes. style. It
0: was weird, like a looking.
1: wig, yeah, really high head, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like he's got the bandages around and he's got these black circles under his eyes because he's had this brain surgery and he's kind of shuffling. He's very zombified, like he's had a lobotomy, right? Yep, and he goes yep. into the bathroom and, of course, somebody's going to the bathroom, uh, the urinal, and as Rex, uh, Halsey, whoever the hell he is, is looking in the mirror, the, guy, the doctor turns around to go wash his hands and it is... You caught who that was, right?
1: It, uh, I don't remember.
0: It was Halsey. Bud Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. It was yeah. actually Halsey. He was actually the same. Yeah. Now, now he's a doctor. The original Halsey. Yes. Now he's this yeah. doctor. Yeah. And and he but it's funny he doesn't say it's almost like I was thinking okay maybe he was the doctor that works with it but he just he just looks at Rex who's still yeah. staring at him. he's like I don't even think I don't even think Rex looks at him at all and no he, he doesn't he just, just washes his hands very clinical just like he examines for a second then just leaves as if he this wasn't his patient he had no connection to him he just was happened to be in the room yeah. another
1: one of those kind of plants that makes you believe that he was just a face yes that saw and put into his yes. thoughts and, well,
0: and did you catch early on when uh, when there was a car driving you saw the side of a truck and it was because the whole thing about conklin's mattress factories where halsey thinks he's yes. accounted for yep. but you saw yep. that sticker the magnet for yep. a mattress factory called Conklin with that guy, the man in white's face yeah, on it. So,
1: it. so it definitely played the, it was just something he saw and his brain had in it.
0: Yeah. And dude, placed
1: it in this fantasy
0: spoiler alert for usual suspects hit pause uh, or fast forward over the next 10 seconds. It's totally like the end of the usual suspects, which you've seen, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean? That, that sort of when it, all the pieces come together yes. and you're like, when well, there it was the whole time.
1: To, um, but finish the bathroom scene. Okay.
0: So, yeah, this is awesome. So, <laughs> so he starts to unwrap. He's by himself. He's in this bathroom. He, he unwraps the the gauze, He this wig, this horrible wig. But again, but dude, what did I say about the homeless guy?
1: Yeah. He had oh, a, f- a fake wig. or But, but it was that
0: same kind of hair, that long yeah. black hair.
1: It wasn't quite the
0: same. It was longer thick. on the homeless guy, but it was similar. Yeah. It was disheveled. And I'm going ratty with my long. theory. I'm going with my theory. That those two pieces, this thing is almost turning into like a lost episode for me at this point. It, it, it is. <laughs> okay. Like there's so many different connected pieces, especially yeah. you know, like lines, but we'll get there. So anyway, so the, the, he takes off the wig gauze and he could see this and it looks like it's been healing for a while. Is that yeah, fresh. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah like a seam, not- but it's got that like that pinkish oh, quality. Yeah. 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 And he just takes his fingers and he digs in and the skin starts to split and he just rips back the top now keeping in mind of course all you would do is rip back the actual scalp. But he full on takes skull with it. Yeah. And he opens it up but it opens up and is there even a brain in there? Like I I don't even know what you see right but you know what you do see. Isn't that didn't he have like a butterfly
1: Oh, you see, brain, and like because he quotes earlier on. That's right. uh, I forget it was a a philosopher, famous philosopher. It was Hippocrates.
0: Was it Hippocrates? No. About the madness, but he was saying something about madness is wet. Am I?
1: uh, am I a man oh, dreaming about being a butterfly? That's right. Or am I a butterfly dreaming about being a man?
0: Yeah, that's right. He did say that. Yeah. And it
1: was like Sartre or somebody like that. Was it wasn't, but it was, it's so that theme in the end, they show the butterfly. It like
0: lands on the edge of the scalp.
1: Pain, it
0: was such a, it almost reminded me of like this, almost like Cronenberg or, uh, I don't even know, you know, yeah. Burroughs meets Lovecraft. All of it was so weird. But in a good way to me,
1: (laughs) it it was a good surreal. And then actually butterfly comes again towards the end, right? Like the very, 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 very,
0: very, very end. Yeah. And and so, so then, so after that happens, then I think now this is the point. He wakes up again. Okay. He wakes up again. But here's the thing. Here's where my question was that before (laughs) or after he is now in a hospital room where he's in a bed. Was that that before he was in the hospital where he sees himself in the hospital? Now that we're in a regular hospital now, but he remember he sees himself laying in a bed and his wife comes in and then Jim comes in and they say, she says something about, you know, you, you t- talking to Rex who's unconscious in the hospital bed. She says, Oh, you idiot. And something about something that happened As an accident, and Bill, uh, yeah, Bill Pullman is standing in the yeah. Jim is like very like Patrick Swayze and Ghost, like he's watching and and kind of walking around the room. Now, was that before that whole weird brain thing or after? My sense is it was
1: after. After, okay, it was after because I think that whole final hospital stuff was all together.
0: Yeah, because then what ends up happening is he is frustrated and ends up going again closet right, and what both with the. Woman taking him into the closet. Halsey trying to take him through the closet. closet. He goes into the closet and when he does, he takes a step in and he actually falls and he grabs on the edge, which, by the way, very early on in the movie,
1: did you catch this?
0: You open that door and you step off a cliff.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. I totally got that. This was a reference to that. Yeah, because it's like he's seeing himself laying in bed and he walks to the closet and it's just a cliff Yeah. and he falls off and he's hanging on. And Jim comes to the closet door or wherever it is, and he opens it, and he, he hears kind of, something. But there's
0: nothing there; it's just the a closet. But he hears something. He
1: steps on the edge, and he steps on his fingers. Yeah, Rex's fingers, his fingers. Yeah. And but it's like he's oblivious to the fact that it's a cliff. You know, he's just standing. Yeah, he's, there. he's
0: close. He's moving close. But then whenever yeah. we cut back to Rex, he's struggling, and you can see he's, he's like hanging above head. this. He's like almost like he's above clouds. Yeah. Like he's in everything above him. Like he's twenty thousand feet in the air. Yeah. And then, of course, he loses his grip. He falls. Now, we're in an actual
1: surgical room Surgical
0: room with a big window, which I would argue, since this is the point where you would say is probably the re- actual reality, I don't yeah. know that they would have the person no. being viewed no. by his no. wife and best friend as they're doing brain surgery. I'm going to go. Maybe it was different. 1989, 90. I don't know. Things were. It was a crazy time. It was experimental gotcha. brain surgery. I don't know. So <laughs> they end up now we're in. Uh, I'll let you take it from here, but we're in this room, you know, but it's an actual honest to God surgical room. Yes. doctor And they're
1: actually like they it, it comes out that they're they're trying to save him. Yes. They, I guess he had had some terribly traumatic brain injury from
0: a car accident because we did see him accident. struggling. And I think what it was is maybe was it the homeless guy that he hit or was he in the car or did he get hit by the car? I think he was in the car, wasn't he?
1: Well, here's, the, I think it was when he was drunk and he left the hospital. Oh. I mean, he left the uh, restaurant. I think that's when he got in the accident because everything before oh, no, that is,
0: it would have to have been way before that. Like, I think this whole movie he's been
1: in the, in this ve- when he was hit by the car, when the homeless guy was,
0: potentially then it definitely had to be before he first saw the man in the white suit. Cause that was connected to him going loopy. So yeah. I would argue you could you could make the argument that the actual him being in a vegetative a oh, borderline, you know, brain dead, hence the name of the movie, and and them doing the surgery and, and you know, in this whole thing has been in his head Yes. And that, he's been
1: trapped in this thing that,
0: that, that it either happens at the moment with the homeless guy hitting the car. Cause to be fair, did we actually see the homeless guy hit the car? We just saw somebody hit the car and they made it seem like it was a homeless guy.
1: Could be, could be, but so, it was someone hit. I think he, it was hit by the car in the beginning.
0: Or, or you could make the argument that when you consider that face, that this whole thing has been like he was, he was essentially in a car accident yeah, before this been. movie started.
1: Yeah, because they didn't make it obvious what accident it was. No. They didn't like a replay of it no. or they didn't give it away, you which see, I like that part of it too, Yeah, is that they don't at the end say, oh, look, here's everything that really happened. They still left a lot of it way out there like you have no idea. Yeah, because they start
0: doing a legitimate brain surgery <laughs> trying to save him. They're not doing anything experimental. They're just trying to save him. Trying and, to save him, And, and then he flatlines and dies. Yep. And but then they, they leave the room, which, of course, you know, because he died yeah. and. Everyone's sitting, you know, the wife and, and Jim puts her his hand on her shoulder and she looks very yeah. sad. And, and then all of a sudden, next to his open head, what do you see?
1: Is that the butterfly? Yeah, yes. Yeah, there's a butterfly there. Yep. And then the last scene is his brain mm-hmm. in a jar floating and mm-hmm. like on a sh- on the shelf mm-hmm. Where all the other brains were like that, it started out with. But you hear him talking, and but you hear his voice talking. Yeah, and and
0: and his whole argument early on, which is why I think you're right. I think that the fact that they added that piece in after he would have been clinically dead. I think that we are supposed to take from that that it was that car accident with the homeless guy, or in that ballpark when he actually, from that moment on, because because yeah, yeah, because the fact was that all those brains. Remember when the guy dropped the brain early on, and he said, "Well, we could say what we can't." he made the whole point that. There was there was that essentially there was still a there was still a person there in a sense and connected to that and that they had He mentioned something. And again, I like the vagueness of this. You remember he said, add more fluid or add more yeah. of the of whatever the, the gel was that they were in. Yep. As if that somehow kept them going. Yeah. Yeah. And therefore, at the very end, he's up on the shelf, which, by the way, interesting to note, that was the same shelf where everything got destroyed.
1: Yeah. But that was all part of his dream. The, so the, did the, the destruction happen before or after No, it was well into the dream because that's when he woke up the that's second right. time and went to his office. That's right. Yeah. This guy was talking about that yeah. he was taking over his I think office. You're right. Yeah, that was deep into the dream. Yeah.
0: But, so so ultimately that yeah, he so, he's, so his brain's there and he and he, and he makes a comment, "Oh, what do, oh I wish I I probably should have grabbed that audio clip. I didn't grab it." But I, I, the like the, the final line about him being dead, he goes, "At least I think I'm dead." And he goes, I think I'm dead. And just like the way he's like, yeah. he, like the paradox of, well, wait a minute. If I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking dead yeah. then if I'm thinking that I'm must, you know, I just, and then just goes to black. Yep. Now let's just get right to it. What'd you think? Scale of one to five.
1: Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a well put together movie. It was definitely, like I said, a mind screw. The twists and turns were so, mm-hmm fast and weird that it had you wondering what the hell was going on but i agree it was not distracting to the point of i hated it and i thought i just don't i don't turn this off yeah um i really liked it i was i was surprised at afterwards because when i was watching them like i said i was what the hell um what but the, it was what the hell what the hell <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't artsy fartsy. Yeah, it wasn't. It never complex. slipped into
0: pretension to me. Yeah. No,
1: but it was good and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good and I was surprised yeah. uh, afterwards because it was kind of low budget. Um, I read in the trivia it was filmed in 20 days. Yeah. So it was all done very quickly and you could feel that. But it still was very well written and yeah. very well paced. Yeah. Um, and I liked it. I thought it was great.
0: Yeah. So on a scale, our scale, one to five, five being you, you lie and keep the movie at home and just pay the penalty. <laughs> a one being that you threw it back, which I can assume yeah, yeah. is not a one. Uh, nope. so what, what do you, where do you come down?
1: Um, I would, I would give it a three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give it a three, almost a four. Um, uh, it was, it was, it was solid movie. Yeah, so so I would you, you would have kept
0: it out the full time possibly yep. if you had like a two or three day win. So you might've even watched it more than once that weekend.
1: Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Okay. I might watch it a second time, especially this one. Cause you want to watch it again to catch all the early stuff Yeah, that you missed. And it's, it, so, it is. it's,
0: and it's so short that, and it didn't yeah, feel like long. a drag to me. So no. I, I am in a similar camp as you, but I'm going to go the other direction. I started out this Podcast, in my head, I was gonna give it a three. I'd like you, I was gonna lean towards the three point five, but since we've agreed we're doing whole numbers, we apparently are decimal haters. That (laughs) that I was gonna go three. However, after this conversation, it got me so jacked up and and had this Lostian vibe to this whole thing (laughs) that I'm going for.
1: You're going for I'm going
0: for say I would have paid a late fee just because I would have felt like I wanted to show this to somebody else just to like mess with their head. Yes. You know? Now here's the thing. I'm sure that some of what we've argued tonight is probably things that if we went back and read reviews from the time would have been what it would have been criticized for. Yeah. So, so I think probably some of the issues where it felt disjointed had to do with maybe cause it was a 20 day shoot was a lack of, uh, uh, coverage and maybe not the greatest editing. When I say editing. I don't mean in a technical sense. I mean, in a, you know, just the way pieces were put together. But in my opinion, you know, a, a good twenty plus years later, I say all that works in this movie's favor.
1: Yeah, because there's yeah, been enough,
0: yeah, and there, and and we have the context of things like Lost and just sort yeah. of more weird, bizarre movies. And and the other thing this reminded me of my feeling of this movie is very similar to Parents when we saw Parents and we, yes, we reviewed it yes. with with Peter yes, uh, and in, in our last uh, Spooky Flicks Fest. I, yeah. It was like one of those movies because I'd never seen this either. Now, yeah. being a Fango nut back in the day, and I, I think I've talked. It's been a long time since I mentioned it, but of course we talked about my 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 den of iniquity in my bedroom in my in my <laughs> yes. high school years. I had an entire wall just a collage. My grandmother was convinced I was going to be a serial killer. I'm like, would serial killers be this obvious? So, <laughs> but I would cut out anything I could out of like those. 90, it was around 1990, 91 issues of Fango. So I had you know just and it was all the nastiest, just practical effect stuff. I remember I had like Kathy. To Misery, but after she had gotten smashed in the face with a typewriter, I had, yeah. and I remember I never saw this. I, and I think it just, for whatever reason, it never ended up at one of my video stores, but I remember I had the image of Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton standing. It was like obviously a, uh, a, a promotional image more than an actual scene from the movie is my memory of it. And yeah. they were standing, I believe it's got, it's Bud Court is in front of them with his head open. With his brain out. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And they were just yeah. kind of smiling, and I loved both those actors, and and I just thought the image was cool. So, I remember I had that in my my collage of horror.
1: And I'm surprised. I'm really surprised I never saw this or yeah. heard of
0: it. Yeah, I knew of it, but I had never no. seen it. So, this is literally the first time. This is one of those movies I've always wanted to see because of that connection. And I'm really, really freaking glad we did because I actually... And in a, in a Twilight Zone, again, it's subdued. It is if you're going expecting like a balls little horror movie, you will be severely disappointed. But if you like more quiet, no pun intended, cerebral horror, I or or, or I would even say speculative fiction, weird fiction, you would love
1: psychological this. thriller.
0: Yeah, yeah, with a, with it's a like weird sci-fi, yeah. slight horror tinge to it. Yep. that's what I would argue, but I thought it was cool. It's short. It's a, it could have been a short. I mean, it could have been a twilight zone episode. Like when there are hour long ones to me, it could uh, have yeah. been, yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah. So I think we uh, both pretty much are in total agreement on this one.
1: It's great. It's great, All right, man.
0: Awesome. So would you like to get to our movie picks? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jason.
1: So I uh, I looked and looked and looked to find a movie that was uh, connected to this, mm-hmm. that had a similar vibe, uh, but I couldn't find any good ones that I was satisfied with. There are lots of other movies that uh, were connected. Obviously, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton. I tried to stay away from those guys because it was sort of the big obvious. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go with like a uh, naked gun because I knew we talk about George Kennedy. <clears throat> but one of the things I was uh, I was excited about was Bill Paxton, I love him. And I, I, he's one of my favorite actors from uh, 80s and 90s. And and uh, I haven't seen Big Love, but my wife watched it and loved it. But um, one of the board members in the corporation scene was mm-hmm. actually Bill Paxton's dad. Really? John Paxton. Nice yes. catch, dude. Because um, I was looking through and he's done some producing. He's done some acting. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to go with Bill Paxton's dad. So I went with John Paxton, who uh, sadly passed away in 2011. Um, But he was a character named Smooth in 1996, Barb Wire.
0: Mmm, Pam Anderson.
1: Pamela Anderson. Now, have you seen that movie? (sighs) I'm
0: very familiar with it. I can definitely picture the poster.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but I've never seen it. I think I have, but, but I remember. I remember when it came out. Uh huh. And I remember that it flopped and it it did <laughs> not do well. Uh,
0: flopped. Sorry. Flopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I remember it didn't do well, but I never remember what it was about. Other than she was just you know kind of a gun-toting uh, female hero sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: based on. I, I think it's a it's an actual comic character.
1: Uh, y- yes. But, uh, no. No. That's Barbarella.
0: No, no, no. I'm thinking, no, I think Barb wire actually was a comic book. Oh. Uh, Check it. I thought it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a comic book. I'm a comics as in like the funnies, as in like Calvin and Hobbes and Farsight kind of aficionado. I'm not a comic book aficionado. I could be completely wrong on that.
1: It may be. I did not know. This is the description of the movie. It's basically a retelling of Casablanca. In a post-apocalyptic. Okay, because
0: yeah, I remember that being one of the points that they that they made about it that it was that. And I and now that yes. you say that, yes.
1: So she is the uh, Rick character as sort of the neutral party and the only safe. Got to yeah, be honest left.
0: with you, if Humphrey Bogart looked like that, <laughs> I would be questioning lots of things right now.
1: <laughs> so um, yeah, but I thought it was funny because it's a cheesy movie. But there was two things in it that stuck out to me. Uh, number one, it has um, Xander Berkeley in it. Oh. Um, Booth at the End. Oh, that's right. Yeah. God, I love the that show. The guy shit. that was in that. Hello, that web-
0: season three. Come on, people. Sorry. Good yeah. Team.
1: Booth at the End. Um, And then the other thing I was like, uh, as I was reading the description, the guy that plays her um, uh, love interest in this, she's the, I guess he would be the Ilsa character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're, uh, talking is uh, Tamura. Tamora, I think I'm saying it. Tamora Morrison. Oh, did he he play Django Fett? Oh, he was Django Fett in the in the. uh, Okay, we
0: we won't hold that against him. Continue.
1: Uh, Yeah. So, (laughs) um, but he's you know who needs a backstory, Jason?
0: Because the fact that he's mysterious and that's why people really like him is sort of beside the point. (laughs) Boba Fett. Let's find out about Boba Fett and his daddy.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I thought that was neat. So I may or may not actually watch Barbed Wire, but um, I was impressed that uh, Bill Paxton's dad was in it. Um, he hasn't been in a lot, but he was in the uh, the Spider Man trilogy that came out a couple of years ago. Not these new ones, mm-hmm. um, and then a few other things. But so that's my pick: Barbed Wire, 1996. Take it or leave it.
0: I take it, my friend. I take it, as as many men have with Miss Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> That is not nice. What? Oh, I I didn't mean that. Oh, yeah, I did. So (laughs) my pick is literally, I just found out about it prior to us doing tonight's show. Yep. Because like I said, originally mine was going to be Harold Mod, which I was pretty convinced I had done before. Mm? Mine is a documentary from 2010. It's called Charles Beaumont, The Short Life of Twilight Zone's Magic Man. Why did I pick this? You may ask. Well, I know Jason's probably not asking because he and I talked about this guy earlier, but You out there may ask, what what, what, what does that have to do with this movie, Jackal? Mm -hmm. What it has to do with this movie is this movie is actually based on a screenplay by the writer Charles Beaumont, which if the name does not ring a bell, don't blame yourself for that. He was a guy who was a prolific short story writer. He wrote several horror novels, several screenplays, many of which, which, by the way, we totally neglected to mention this uh, movie was produced uh, under one of Roger Corman's many I don't (laughs) know, labels, Concord, and his daughter, I believe it is, Julie Corman. I'm pretty sure it's his daughter, was the uh, producer on Braindead. But that aside, several of Corman's early Poe pictures were like Mask of the Red Death, were written by Charles Beaumont. Uh, And the interesting thing, though, is that Charles Beaumont also wrote many Twilight Zone episodes from the first couple seasons. And in a Twilight Zone-like twist, his death is very strange and mysterious. Yeah. He yeah. was actually a part of an inner circle. He ran with the guys like Bradbury, Richard Matheson, my all time favorite author. Uh, he, he was with uh, William F. Nolan. Yeah. Forrest J. Ackerman was a friend of his. So he was very much in that circle. And even uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry soul, the sci-fi author. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, uh, basically what happened is Charles got a disease. They assumed at the time, uh, just some basic research showed, they assumed at the time that it was either Alzheimer's or Pick's disease. Both neurodegenerative brain problems, yet they don't explain one thing, which is not just that his mind went. That would have been one thing. He died at 38, by the way, which is how old I am now. Mm -hmm. It's not just that his mind went, but his whole, he had kids, a wife, and everybody who knew him said when he died, he looked like he was 95. So it wasn't just yeah. that his mind went, but physically he literally aged in a very short period of time to the point where he looked 95.
1: And yeah, I've, I've seen that disorder. I've seen it like the, the genetic disorder mm-hmm. kids get to. And yeah.
0: Yeah. But, but I think with the thing with the kids <laughs> is that it typically is that particular one. I know what you're talking it starts
1: about Starts from birth. It, yeah. it, it
0: happens very early and it's not yeah. something that comes on later in life. It's something you're born with and that the degenerate and yep. usually they don't live to be like 12 so it's a
1: very, it was a very twilight zone. Disease. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think yeah. the way it
0: went down, of course, to be fair, the science wasn't where it is today. And maybe they could have yeah. figured it out, but ultimately they came down and say, well, it definitely was some kind of either Alzheimer's picks or some hybrid of the two. But that, and that explains the brain stuff doesn't yeah. necessarily explain other than maybe how maybe the physical just went. As a result of the brain being so degenerative so fast who knows point is it's freaking weird creepy and several of these famous writers actually would ghost write for him in his later years because he had several assignments that he had due and that's how he paid the bills and they actually would ghost write for him so that yeah. he could he could pay the bills but anyway. Fascinating story. Fascinating guy. Well, there's a documentary called the Charles Beaumont, the short life of Twilight Zone's Magic Man from 2010. And, and I like the synopsis that somebody wrote. It says, Im- imagine becoming the top writer for Playboy in your 20s. Imagine being a mainstay for the groundbreaking Twilight Zone. Imagine verging on the cusp of a major film writing career. Then imagine a mysterious illness stealing your mind and youth. I mean, dude, huh. that is exactly that's a Twilight Zone episode. Sorry, that's yeah, a, is. so. So, I just I think he's got the potential to be a very interesting individual to learn something about.
1: Wow, nice pick! Yeah, first thanks. documentary, I think you've chosen. That's pretty
0: good. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe if it's it's been a long time. If it's if it's not the first. So on that note, oh, laddie, I need
1: a nap after this one.
0: Yeah, that was that was a that was a brain buster. That one was
1: that, that hurts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So any, any final, any, well, of course, first uh, hit him with the quick information and then we'll do the final words.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, you can find us at ForgottenFlix.com. All of our information's there. Uh, we are on Twitter and Facebook and we have a, a fairly active Facebook group. You can check us out there. Uh, most importantly, if you find us on iTunes, be sure to give, it, uh, give us a review. Let us know what you thought. Um, type up your thoughts there and well, help and, and,
0: us. And, and let me just add this. You can just click the stars as long you know, as it's four or five. We're cool with that. Just happy. click stars. We like hearing what you have to say so uh oh, we like that too but just click stars we'll take that <laughs> please we're not greedy it, it, it's just some stars
1: yes so there you go
0: that is fantastic jason as always it has been a pleasure. any <laughs> any final 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 words brains
1: <laughs>